Hi everyone. Curiosity. During my holidays, I had a conversation with a friend of mine that really drove home the point to me of how important curiosity is, how important it is to stay curious. I always, always, always say that curiosity is the, the best antidote to judgment, whether that's judgment of your dog, of human others, or of yourself. Curiosity is the key to keeping communication open between people and, in the case of our dogs, between species. It is the key to closing the gap between possibly opposing views. Communication, in turn, is what brings us closer together. It is what brings positive change in the world. And yes, I'm unapologetically idealistic because that's just who I am. Anyway, curiosity. And I'm going to bring you back to the conversation with the friend that I had that brought this whole thought spiral about for me. This was a conversation that I had with her over the summer holidays. So I have to give you a little backstory there. So this friend of mine is a good friend of mine and she's come on lots of dog walks with Rusty and me. And basically she's kind of been there for the whole process, for the whole journey that I've been on with Rusty, like from when he was a pup to how old he is now, which is already a little over four years old. Um, she never had dogs herself. Um, I wouldn't say that she's not a dog person, but they had cats and she's kind of just been following along with my journey and also my training, asking me lots of questions about positive reinforcement training and how that works. And when I was doing counter conditioning on walks, she's kind of looking at that and trying to figure out how that worked. And then again, asking me questions about it. So what it is that I was doing, what it was that I was trying to achieve with it. And we've actually had lots of thought provoking conversations um, together. Also because she does, for example, she does horseback riding and positive reinforcement is uh, also really catching on in the horse world as I have understood it. But again, that is not my area of expertise. That and then is more hers. Um, but just to, just to give you sort of an idea. Um, and so what she's been doing lately is uh, walking the dog of a neighbor. So that neighbor has um, doesn't always have the time, basically, I think, to walk the dog. There's some unexpected life circumstances that came up. And she loves dogs and she's like, okay, this is my chance. I am going to offer to walk the dog for this lady and take a load off our hands. And then, you know, like I get to just enjoy the dog walks. So pretty cool, right? Anyway, so over the holidays, she visited me and we talked about uh, dogs, obviously, because Rusty was there and the situation had changed because I'd broken my foot. So my kids were um, needing to walk Rusty. I couldn't walk him. So basically our whole sort of <laughs> uh, holiday plans, anything we'd, you know, like set out to do for the holidays that everything got turned upside down a little bit, but we did manage to see them. So the topic came to dogs and my friend spoke the words or the sentence that started with, I know that you don't like him, but we've been watching a lot of 
dare I say it on the podcast, people, Caesar Milan. And I just want to hear your opinion on this because I've been watching, watching, no, I wanted to say walking. Let's call the dog Susie for a bit now. And sometimes she tries to pull ahead and she's like all over the place and I can't really get her attention. So what I've done is like, you know, give a little tug on the leash and then she focuses her attention back on me again. Um, which, you know, like if you've watched Caesar Milan, there's, you know, the collar, um, collar pops and things are, are some of the tools that he does use, at least in the older episodes that I've seen. And I want to get back to that as well. And, um, so we're, we're looking at that and like my first sort of reply jokingly was like, if you ever do that to my dog, collar pops and stuff, then you've got me to answer too. Notice, though, that my mind went straight to full-blown collar pops. Anyway, my friend, though, she was just very, very curious. She really wanted to know. So she asked me, she said, can you please explain to me what is wrong with that? Because I cannot see it. First of all, it worked. Second of all, I'm just giving a little tug on the leash and what she said was to me it's similar as when my kids are sitting on the couch making a movement that they don't even know they're doing maybe moving their leg up and down all the time and I see it in the corner of my eyes and it just kind of tap their leg and go hey would you stop doing that it's annoying to me and I was so grateful for her for asking that follow-up question and for explaining herself because it really allowed me to get curious about my brain and stop and pause and think whoa what conclusions was I jumping to because my blame blame my brain was definitely in black and white mode it was going to extremes I heard tug on the leash my brain jumped to collar pops I heard Caesar Milan and my brain jumped to worst case scenario And here all my friend was doing was staying curious. And so I realized I didn't even have all the information. I didn't even know what she meant by tugging on the leash. How hard? How much? What does it look like? How often? How does the behavior of, you know, Susie, what does that look like? What does it mean when my friend means she's going ahead or she's moving ahead or she's not paying attention? I had absolutely no idea similar with Caesar Milan I've watched that show like a while ago and I've seen stuff come by on YouTube but I also realized whom I to judge I haven't seen any of the recent episodes um, whether I want to you know tap myself on the back for that or like pride myself for that or not I lack the information I don't know what the most recent content is that he is putting out So who am I to judge? I'm lacking that information. I also don't know when my friend says I've been watching a lot of season Milan and some of the stuff really makes sense to me. I don't know what she's referring to. I don't know which episode she's seen. I don't know what the information was that was relayed in those episodes. And also she was asking me to explain to her why this was something that 
one should try to avoid. And I realized that I could explain all the reasons why I was quote-unquote against collar pops. You know, the throat of the dog being very sensitive. It's not telling the dog what to do. It's rather just telling them, hey, don't do that, which is hard for any learner. But what she was asking was actually a different question. She was basically asking me, okay, so what when I tug on the leash and then, you know, I break her focus, which was on something, which again, I don't even know what that situation looked like. So again, I'm still missing information there, but assuming it is, I don't know, something like staring at a bird or a cat and you're trying to go, hey, do you want to, do you want to look at me? Do you want to pay attention to me? where is the difference then between that little tug on the leash and me trying to make a sound like scoffing my feet in the gravel or saying <clears throat> or or clapping my hands or doing something else in order to break that focus of my dog what is the difference between using positively conditioned leash pressure and that little tug Yeah, is it the positive conditioning? But where does one end and where does the other start? What's the gray zone? I realized, and maybe you have thought of these things, but I realized at that point, I wasn't really clear on where the boundaries were there, where one thing ended and where the other thing started. I just had not really thought that through. I was like, well, I don't, you know... (laughs) pop collars because a rusty wears a harness so it's not there but just the more subtleties of yeah when is something an interrupter when is that aversive and when isn't it should we use them should we not use them all those little thoughts they all came up and it was just because my friend was just exercising curiosity she just really genuinely wanted to know and so she asked me and if I had gone straight to judgment and Cesar Milan is horrible and collar popping is horrible and I don't want to talk to you anymore go away friend we're no longer friends whatever extremes I wouldn't have had the opportunity to reflect on these things myself In any case, of course, that opened up the whole conversation because I'll be the first to say that not everything Caesar Milan does is bad. (laughs) I mean, and even what is bad? Um, Positive punishment, it works. I mean, it does. There's no denying it. The question is, is it something that you want to use? Is it ethical? Does Does it fit you and your style? Anyway, there's... And 10 thousand more questions that you could ask about it but we started talking and then one of the things that my friend mentioned was she said well I think what I've gotten from the episodes at least um, because she said I do notice a lot of the things that you know she's seen me do or not do and heard me explain um, where she's watching the show and going no that's probably not okay that's not how I want to do it Um, but she said what she did notice was that a lot of the problems started with people seeing their dogs as 
children and treating them as their children and not as dogs and that that was the start of a lot of the problems and there too my subconscious was going like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. wait a second because for a lot of my clients at least their dogs are in a sense their children by how much they mean for them how much they are willing to sacrifice for their dogs and so again my brain was going to extremes and going like wait a minute there's nothing wrong with that and then I thought ah that might not be what she meant that might not be how she sees it and so again we started a conversation on that it was all about getting curious <laughs> first of course it was about stopping and pausing and telling my brain uh you're jumping to conclusions maybe you want to get curious so first get curious about my brain jumping to conclusions why is it doing that why am i feeling for example slightly attacked well it's because i care so much about my clients it's because i care and because I see how much they do, okay, we've got that. Now let's get back to the issue at hand and um, get curious about what my friend was saying. This is how we find out what our own unique value system is. This is how we end up with our own unique training style for our dog. Because we try on different opinions. We try on different training styles. We get curious. We ask ourselves the questions what about this do I like what about this do I not like and why not to me it's kind of like finding your clothing style you you try on lots of things you see something that a friend is wearing that you love and you go huh let's try it out you try it on yourself and it looks horrible or it looks great but it's too constricting or it looks fantastic but it's this synthetic material and after two hours of sweating in it you smell like gorgonzola cheese so no that's not gonna be it or it fits like a glove and you're gonna keep it and then still fashion evolves what you were wearing in the 80s you probably wouldn't think of wearing anymore now and on the other hand there's certain classics that stay with you throughout the years and that never change The thing is to not immediately jump to judgment, to really be open and curious. I don't know how many times I've said the word curious in this podcast, but I'm hoping to have driven the point home that curiosity is an amazing thing and it is the antidote to judgment and to self-judgment. If you've behaved terribly to someone somehow again rather than guilt yourself over it and beat yourself up and say well that was just a horrible thing to do you're a horrible person to do that get curious wonder why what was it that triggered the anger why did you react that way so much better so much nicer and so much more constructive you're going to come up with 10 times better answers okay so last little anecdote to illustrate that point yesterday evening sitting at the table and since my foot is still healing from the stress fracture I'm not supposed to do a lot however I did a lot last week and apparently I did too much so it started hurting again we've had dinner kids you know cleaned the table or cleared the table but didn't 
clean the table. So there were still crumbs and stuff on the table. They still needed to wipe it down with the wet cloth, but they were starting to disappear upstairs. So here I go, like, why are there still crumbs on the table? Why didn't anybody wipe it down? And I immediately felt terrible. I really wanted to guilt myself and go, why are you yelling at your kids like this? What is going on? And then curiosity, rather than blame myself for being the most horrible parent there is and for having raised my voice with my kids, which I'm thinking maybe some of you are like, what's wrong with that? I would have yelled at my kids as well, but I don't like doing that. I thought about it and I realized, A, my foot was hurting and I was feeling guilty because because of the fracture I have in my foot, my kids are now doing all the dog walks. They're doing their normal household chores. School has started and I was feeling terribly lazy just sitting there at the table and then going like, please come wipe the crumbs off the table, which as I mentioned before, I didn't say in that tone. I said it a little less nicely. I was feeling horrible. I was feeling worthless and lazy and useless. And that's why I got upset and that erupted from the volcano that was my mouth and me yelling, you have to freaking come down and wipe down the table. But it was the why and the asking and the curiosity that made me realize what was going on. And it also made me aware so that next time I can think it through a little bit more and be, all right, you're feeling useless. You're feeling guilty towards your kids. But when you don't, when you're the one who's going to get up and do all the things and walk back and forth to the kitchen a couple of times, you're only going to make your foot worse And in the end, it's going to make it worse for the kids because they're going to end up having to walk the dog even longer, having to go the extra mile even longer. Whereas just simply beating myself up for yelling at my kids wasn't going to do any of that. And so knowing that next time I'll probably be able to keep my voice in check. And this time I was able to say, hey kids, sorry for yelling at you. It was just because I was feeling useless and I was getting cranky about it. It had nothing to do with you. I apologize for taking it out on you guys. And I just want to say I really appreciate all the stuff that you're doing and the extra mile that you're going. And that that's it. So again, the second example wasn't 100% dog related. The first one obviously was. But how can you apply this idea of getting curious to life with your dog? Well, I want to say whenever you're out in the world with your dog, having a conversation about your dog, having a conversation about dog training, or there is some kind of incident and you feel an emotion bubbling up inside of you. That's a moment where you can tell yourself, okay, stop and pause and get curious. Well, some of the questions that you could ask are, What am I feeling right now? What is this emotion that's bubbling up inside of me? Why am I feeling that? Or ask yourself, I wonder what's triggering that? Whatever wording works for you, that's something you're going to have to figure out. Like, What kind of question is 
easiest for you to answer what kind of phrasing resonates with you again it's like trying on the clothes what kind of questioning works for you then how about what are the things that i'm assuming in this situation but that i don't actually know are true what assumptions am i making do i have all the information kind of like in my caesar milan story i hadn't watched any of the episodes i didn't know which episodes my friend was referring to i didn't know what walks with her um, dog susie looked like or her friend's dog another question is what does this mean for me and how about what do i still have to get clear on myself which in my case meant interrupters and how i use them in my dog training and so yes Curiosity may have killed the cat, but curiosity is also what helps us to not dole out unnecessary harsh judgment, which, like I said, is the first step in keeping communication lines open and, in my book, to improving the world for both humans and dogs. And that's what I aspire to do, even if in my own little way. Thanks for listening! If you want to start being nicer to yourself so that you can be nicer to your dog and your loved ones, in other words, if you want to stop judging yourself so harshly, and if you want to start practicing exercising that curiosity that I talked about, then you will definitely want to join my coaching program where we really deep dive into all of this. You can schedule your free consult to see if it's for you on my website, kaisafanoverbeg.com. And as always, if you don't know how to write that, just go have a look at the podcast details and you will find out how to spell my name. You can go there, schedule that appointment and see if it's for you. We can get started right away. If you just want to continue listening to the podcast, that's fine too. If you love it, might I ask you then to leave a review maybe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening, because the reviews are super important to help us move up in the listings. That way we can help more dog guardians feel less alone.